Thunder Nerds are go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Thunder Nerds. Uh, it's 2024. What the hell is going on? Happy 2024 to you all. It's a brand new year and um, we're back on the podcast. Very excited to be here. We're going to be wrapping up today. Um, just a few little bits and bobs from the last couple of weeks, really, because now that the church on Ruby Road has aired, of course, um, everything's slowed down just a touch. And I imagine that it will slightly uh, ramp up uh, in the in in the coming weeks. I suppose I imagine because, um, well, just firstly, I, I I got the latest Doctor Who magazine. It was a good read as always. Russell T Davies um, had his usual um, you know letter from the writer kind of segment, but not a lot there, and a lot of looking back and how did things go and that kind of thing. I think everything went rather well, to be honest. Um, I thought the specials were... They did well. They 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 got viewing figures. Um, I don't know what I think of them, though, after seeing The Church on Ruby Road, which I'm sure I... I, I can't remember, but I imagine I would have touched on it in the... Uh, in the Church on Ruby Road podcast review, um, but I just, I do wonder, guys, what do we think? Do we think the specials were needed? Um, I can't help but, but feel after seeing them, and it was exciting as we led up to them, especially, you know, as you know, I was very excited for Wild Blue Yonder and what that might have in store for us, and I think it was the best of the three tenant specials that we got, but are we... Does the question have to be asked? Were they needed, really, these these three specials? Could we not have just started with Shooty Gatwa? I mean, this whole bi-regeneration thing, it's not as bad in my mind as what it was before, but I just wonder, is it necessary, essentially? Was it needed? Could it not have just been a straight regeneration? You know, Tennant gets the... Uh, the title sequence before Shooty Gatwa, he gets, you know, the, the, the TARDIS revamped before Shooty Gatwa, the new theme music, um, I don't know, I felt like what I got in church on Ruby Road was exciting new Doctor Who, didn't always land, but for the most part it did for me, and, uh, and I just wonder, could we not have had that sooner? instead of the 60th anniversary special that celebrated Series 4 of Doctor Who, as opposed to the past 60 years of the show. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I got things that I liked out of each of the specials, uh, Wild Blue Yonder in particular, and then I also got things that I just think I didn't need, really. But, um, hmm, what did you guys think? Uh, I'd love to know. You can email us if you'd like at thundernerd1isgo at gmail.com if you'd like to uh, let us know your thoughts. Um, 
Now, like I said, not much has gone on. We did have something in the magazine. Scott Hancock, who is the uh, script editor at the moment on the RTD2 era, he mentioned um, that there's a returning, I think it was him that mentioned that there's a returning star from a previous Doctor Who special that's coming back soon. Now, that could be Shirley Ann Bingham, of course. Um, may very well be Ruth Madley as uh, Shirley Ann Bingham. Uh, could be Osgood. That's another thought I had. I'd love to see Osgood back in this new era of unit. Um, I'm not sure. Who do we think that that is? So there was not much, though, in the magazine, as I mentioned this time, but I imagine that in the next few months, that magazine, as we get closer to spring uh, in England, will ramp up for this new Gatwa season, and I really am interested, as you all know, to see what Disney do in terms of ramping up their promotion. Um, we had the Doctor Who ratings. I'm sorry, I'm just going to get the uh, thing up here. Where is it? The ratings for the Christmas special consolidated 7.49 million views. It actually beat out the King's Speech um, and it also beat out pretty much everything, actually. Uh, Strictly Come Dancing, I think, is another one it beat out. It beat out pretty much everything on Christmas Day other than Call the Midwife, I believe, which uh, seems to be very good over there. And that's just the numbers for the UK for the Christmas special, so it seemed like it did really, really well, um, I'd love to know what the Disney numbers are, I really, really would, will we ever know, probably not, but I would love to, um, probably the biggest news over the last few weeks, like I said, not much really to go through, but one of the biggest things we got was a spin-off reportedly filming soon, um, I'll read this out to you. There have been many rumoured new Doctor Who spin-off series since Russell T Davies' return to the show. Seems one of them might actually be gearing up to begin filming. Title of the new show is rather wordy. The War Between the Land and the Sea, according to industry site Production List. It is set to begin filming on the 4th of March this year, 2024. Um, We did hear previously that there would be like a monster anthology series this sounds like it might be the first of those so um it's going to feature the sea devils um and it looks like it's you know all but confirmed really i actually noted uh, as soon as i heard the title that it's likely uh this mysterious eight word title uh, that Russell T Davies hinted at ages ago and then looped back um, again about in his um, a 12 Days of Christmas thing that he does. So I would likely say that that's the eight-word title he's been hinting at. Um, he mentioned that a couple of scripts have been prepared. Looks like enough has been prepared for them to enter you know, production on it and start filming. Um, so I think that that's what that will be. I think it's probably confirmed. Sea Devils is an interesting choice. They're underused in New Doctor Who, absolutely, and their only outing, um, Legend of the Sea Devils with Jodie Whittaker is an underwhelming return for them in New Doctor Who, in my opinion. 
So it would be really good to see them back, and I hope that it is just like a one-season thing, and then we and it, it's five episodes, is what it is. Will we get new revamped Silurians in it as well? Um, a war between the Silurians and the Sea Devils, or is it just the Sea Devils versus the humans? I'd, I'd love to see like a a, a Silurian redesign, um, more akin to their look in, in Classic Who from like Doctor Who and the Silurians. Um, yeah, that'd be really cool to see. So I guess we'll have to see what happens there. Going for a lesson on Monston to start off with, and I guess that we'll, we'll, we'll make our way to like, you know, anthology series on the Daleks and the Cybermen, maybe the Master and Sontarans and that kind of thing down the track. But I, I don't mind going with a, a lesser known um, Doctor Who villain for something like this. Quite like that approach, actually. Um, so that's probably the biggest news of the last few weeks. Another thing that was reported is Shooting Out and Millie Gibson may be departing sooner than we thought. Um, so just a couple of weeks after Shooty Gatwer and Millie Gibson had, had obviously debuted in the church on Ruby Road, um, their, their future, uh, was kind of clouded a little bit. Um, they're still filming their second series, which should air next year, 2025. There were some interviews done, um, where I think Gibson, um, was speaking to Fabric Magazine, um, just discussing her plans for 2024, she said, I think now that the strikes are over, she's referring to the actor strikes there, I'll probably be auditioning again for parts and seeing what's out there. And then she went on to say that every year has seen such change for me, it's hard to think what might come next. Uh, I'd like to play a villain. If not that, I think I'm really intrigued by biopic roles that you really need to research I think that would be a great challenge. I don't know. I'm just excited to see what's to come. So she's obviously setting her sights on the future. Does that mean that she's only going to be there for these first two Gatwa seasons? And then moving on to Shooty Gatwa, um, his previous comments in a Rolling Stone uh, interview earlier on in 2023 uh, pointing to post-Doctor Who plan um, raised some eyebrows, I suppose, about his long-term commitment to the role and he expressed a desire to return to theatre, saying um, that that's what kept him warm and held him all night, um, even when he was broke, and he was planning on getting back to it in 2024 once he'd finished his season two of Doctor Who. So that's quite interesting. Um, it doesn't bother me too much, really. I imagine that there might be other spin-offs on the way, and I think they might have... Um, kind of gone all in with these first two seasons and shooting them so that they could rest Shooty a little bit and then maybe put some time into another spin-off uh, next year and then go back into his third season the year after potentially. So he might have a year off from Doctor Who, but then we won't have a break um, of seeing him on screen. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean... If they do rest him next year, uh, or even for the rest of this year once filming's finished, and then they don't film until a little bit into 2024, he could still do some other stuff and then come back throughout 2024, do the next season, and then we'll have another season the next year. So I don't think it's lights out yet for that. Um, I honestly think that Disney and whatnot would have wanted a secure kind of plan for, for, for this future of Doctor Who and wouldn't have just wanted a two-season Doctor. I think he's probably signed for at least three seasons. Um, we know Russell was writing into season three and 
whatnot for, for Shooty, it seemed, and he seemed to have ideas for a fourth season, but there was no indication if the ideas for that fourth season would involve Gatwa or not. So um, hold tight. I would like to see him be the longest running. I'd love to see someone break the Tom Baker streak, but that'll never happen. But just break the, the three-season New Who thing. Please, somebody. I'd love to see that. Anyway, um, this was further adding to the uncertainty of what he said in Rolling Stone. He had a conversation, Gatwell, with the Radio Times uh, in December 2023, so just recently, um, and he kind of didn't really clarify anything from there um, about his future after the second season. He said, no idea, no plan, I just know that I'm loving it and my love for it is growing. Um, And while this shows, um, well, I guess positivity, about the current experience doesn't really give us any clear indications but it'll be interesting to see what happens nonetheless but really guys not too much going on the only other thing i saw the other day this was like literally yesterday i saw there's um a, a photo of on instagram going around um of filming with millie gibson and a new monster from the 2025 season two and it looks really great, um, at least practically like what's on set. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it'll be enhanced even further, but it looks really, really great in its current state um, with these red eyes and quite a freaky looking design, I think, if I was a kid um, seeing it. I think it looks very effective. Some people comparing it to the the Reapers in um, Father's Day of Series 1 with Christopher Eccleston, personally, I don't really see that bar the fact it has red eyes similar to the Reapers, but um, have a look at the image if you can find it. Type in something like Doctor Who, you know, Monster on set, 2025 series filming or something, and you'll you'll find it. Um, it's been doing the rounds. But that's really it. Um, now, I want to talk about something that, has just been on my mind recently. I, actually, I think this has been doing the rounds as well um, with fans. So I thought it would be interesting to have a chat about, and that is, do we think that Doctor Who is being disnified? Do we think it's falling trapped to the to the corporate mouse people? I'm not sure. I suppose the concern comes from the fact that, you know, we, we, we've learned that that scene that uh, with, with, with Gat uh, and the policeman um, when he's wearing the black leather jacket and the yellow shirt and the kilt, um, the pickup scene that was shot very late into the piece, like two months out from release of The Church on Ruby Road, um, and then we all saw it in this story and went, oh, it's from this story. Um which some of us didn't know, right? We didn't know it was a pickup. Um, some of us assumed it was filming for the next Christmas special, but no, it's definitely, it was a pickup for the Church on Ruby Road, very close to airing. Ever since we found out from Russell in the behind-the-scenes thing that that was added by Disney, or, or that scene was added at the request of Disney to have more Shooty Gatwa in the episode earlier on, it's just raised a couple of questions of... How much creative input do they have? Well, it's certainly more than just providing money. We can now we can now confirm, can't we? So so it's no longer just a, oh they're 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 providing money but no creative input at all. Well, 
we knew that some cuts had been sent to them, some, some early edits of the specials with David Tennant. Now, I think that they'd filmed a lot of that without Disney's involvement because they'd come on board later. So it was more so editing things that they were able to provide, um, you know, some, some I guess, uh, feedback on. Uh, but now we're getting whole scenes that have been added at the request of Disney. Now, let's talk about some of the things that have been done so far. Well, one of the leakers that got pretty much everything right mentioned that Rose Tyler would not appear in the 60th anniversary specials bar a previously on Doctor Who 15 years ago recap at the start of the Star Beast. Now, we never saw that. Um, we got a very kind of awkward to camera David Tennant and Catherine Tate recapping things that I felt was fairly unnecessary simply because most of the things they go on and say explicitly in that kind of, you know, uh, recap to camera is all stuff that um, gets mentioned about five minutes later anyway when the Doctor and Donna bump into each other and then in the car with Sean Temple and the Doctor. So it felt a little bit unnecessary, not to mention the green screen just looked shit in my opinion. Um, what do we think about that? Well, it seems like Disney were the ones, um, if we're to, if things are to be believed, they're the ones that wanted that added instead of the recap. Um, I don't know if I love that personally. Now, another thing is that in episode one of Shooty Gatwa's upcoming series, um, which is the one that's rumoured to have babies, and that's another thing that's come out as well, the bogeyman is apparently the villain uh, in episode one of his next series. Um, apparently the op- that, that opening pre-title sequence, uh, Disney requested that uh, it be rewritten and changed to be more exciting like the rest of the episode's pre-title sequences in the next series. So we'll have to see that one, hold judgment to see if that pays off. But I think that their feedback to see Shooty Gatwa more in the church on Ruby Road was probably valid. I think that the scene is quite a nice little scene. Um... I liked it in the episode. In saying that, did it need it? Maybe not, because if you think about where the Doctor was in the story and from an editing perspective, what it would mean if he wasn't there, like it would mean that Shudi Gatwa, you'd see him a couple of times in, you know, the club, and then at the band, like night, and that kind of thing, and then he'd disappear, and then Ruby would have gone home the next day, and she would have, you know, found out that Carla was adopting and whatnot, beg my pardon, and um, everything would have gone on, and then the goblins would have taken, and then the first thing you would have seen of Gat would have been that heroic kind of rooftop running scene, which I think is a great scene, and that would have been where he properly came into the story, but instead... We get this kind of odd, if you think about it, scene where we do get to properly hear him speak and interact with people on his own, not around Ruby, before that rooftop scene. So it changes the intention and it changes how he's introduced properly to the audience. Now, don't get me wrong, I enjoy the other scene. Now, I guess, what does the other scene tell us? Well, it tells the audience that 
the TARDIS is his home if they've never watched Doctor Who before because he mentions he's going to go back to the box. Um, I guess we get a little mention of the Sonic. Um, how the Sonic pings and how he uses it with the light, the, the, the light post. Uh, we learn a few things about the Doctor. We learn that his name is the Doctor, but he's not actually a Doctor. So it gives the audience some answers. Doesn't tell now that Ruby never finds out that he's an alien, so we never we never get that answer. But I'm guessing that that'll all come up in series. Well, I'm almost hundred percent sure it'll come up in the next series. But yeah, look, it's just an interesting thing to mention. And like I said, I don't even think I actually quite like this scene in the episode. What I'm trying to get at is more the principle of the fact that they apparently have now added a pre-title sequence and had it rewritten for episode one to make it more exciting. Maybe that'll prove to be a good move, but it doesn't change the fact that they've got the power to do that or ask for that. Um, We now know this whole scene was added very late and then shot, and obviously Disney are going, well, here's the money to do it, so, so it's not like they don't have the money to do it. I'm just wondering if it gets to a point where there's a decision that they say, hey, this is our feedback, and Russell goes, that's just not Doctor Who. Is he going to pander to them? and do it or will he put his foot down and go look this suggestion was good that suggestion was good i'll do that but this one that's not doctor who i can't i've got to draw the line there i think we need to make sure he's got that kind of spine to do that and you know he probably does i mean we know that they were always going to bring doctor who to a streaming platform uh post chibnall and davies thought that it needed to be kind of guided into that world and not just changed or you know thrown to the wolves and that kind of thing and so he's come on to guide that process and make that hopefully a seamless transition so hopefully he will kind of stand up for things like that but it's just an interesting thing to note is it panic stations yet absolutely not we'll just have to see how this new season goes maybe we'll just recap just while we're talking about the new season where we're at so episode one like i said it's got babies that were on set Apparently the enemy is the bogeyman, looks a bit like the Stranger Things monster, you can kind of catch a little scene and a glimpse of it um, in the kind of preview for the next episode that was at the end of the last um, Doctor Who um, Unleashed, so you can catch that, and then episode two is the Beatles, Um, and it's got, um, oh goodness me, I'm blanking. Jinx Monsoon as the as the villain. And a battle on Abbey Road. Episode 3 looks potentially, if rumours are to be believed, looks to be a Moffat-penned story set in the future. By the way, episode 1 is on a space station for the most part, we believe. Episode 3 is in the far future. Looks like Return of the Clerics from Series 5, 6, and then Name of the... Uh, or Time of the Doctor. Um... Church of the Papal Mainframe clerics will be back. Um, the Doctor's on a stood on a landmine for most of the story of rumours to be believed. Um, and you can see some of that in the trailer as well. Episode 4, Russell mentioned that he thinks that that's one of the best things he's ever written. And Millie Gibson said when she read that script, she she instantly, you know, went back to the start, reread it again because it was that good. Episode 5, we don't know much about, but we're not sure if Episode 4 and 5 are a two-parter or if they're just standalones, but one of the two has um, 
oh, I forget the actor's name. Uh, but it's it looks like it's set in what one of them set in twenty forty six around a campaign called Albion or whatever. That's um, and there's the big slug things on that were on set, but we're just not sure if it's a two parter. And then episode six is the regency is it regency or regent yeah regency i think it said regency i don't know regency era um could be the rani now there are as people have mentioned this there are rights things around the rani they don't have to name her as such remember that people they don't have to name her the rani they could just simply infer that she's the rani and refer to her as the duchess from now on but infer that the character is in fact the rani just not ever name it because they don't have the rights to it so little hints around there if you can find them that it could be her um it's got jonathan groff in it as well excited for that and then seven and eight likely a two-parter rumored to be roswell um rumored some rumors suggest maybe daleks one rumor suggests that it might be like daleks from a future that are that are lone survivors um and it's interlaced with roswell and their lone survivors of the dalek race from a future where a Valiard-like doctor has utterly obliterated them, but that sounds a bit fanficy. I guess we'll just have to see. Interesting idea, but a little bit fanficy. Take it with a grain of salt. But that's pretty much it for now. So there's not heaps going on, but if if there is more, you know, obviously we'll cover it. Um, now, just because we look, we're hoping to be back on schedule this this coming week. Um, hopefully Monday. Actually, you'll get a podcast drop. Um, if all goes to plan with Josh back on board, we're going to restructure things a little bit. Um, we're just, the workload that we've got at the moment, um, outside of the podcast is just too great to manage three podcasts a week. So what we're probably going to do is absolutely continue the Star Trek retrospective. We're enjoying doing that and hopefully you guys are enjoying listening to it. We'll continue the Doctor Who retrospective, but they will alternate per week, um, and the plan will be to release them on Monday. So one week you'll get the Doctor Who retrospective, the next week the Star Trek, and then so on and so forth. Uh, and then if there's news, I will do the news wrap-ups um, for Fridays, um, as you've been getting. And um, if there isn't news uh, or enough really to cover... Um, and I've got the capacity, then what I might do is just find some extra things to cover, um, whether it be old stories of Doctor Who, other things. It's also just, you know, means that if we ever get on the front foot and we can, you know, bank some podcasts for you guys, um, we could maybe try and fit in a different show into that Friday slot as a retrospective, be it something like Thunderbirds, the Twilight Zone, Twin Peaks, there's a few shows that we'd love to get to eventually, and Doctor and Star Trek just mean that we're not going to get there straight away, but maybe if we ever get the chance to bang some, we will make the Friday ones, even films or something, something a little bit different if we've got the capacity, um, but then it could also be news stuff as well, um, so you might get news if there's heaps of stuff there, or you might get something different, um, whether it be, you know, a look back from me just alone talking about some Doctor Who stories away from Josh, if we don't want to spoil anything that's going to, you know, be well off. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I just watched um, for the first time, uh, my mate was watching, he's doing a run-through of the Peter Capaldi years, never really seen them before in their entirety. He's doing them and he mentioned that he really enjoyed Face the Raven, Heaven Sent and Hellbent. Um, 
and I went back and watched them myself, um, just those three stories, and uh, was really interesting to watch them after so long of not seeing them, and really enjoyed all three, uh, and Hellbent more so than I ever have before. I've always liked Hellbent, but more so than ever before, I, I just it went to another level again for me, so... Yeah, maybe I could do something like that and just talk about those three stories um, myself because it's going to be a long time till we get to those with Josh. But, um, you know, I'm happy to sit down and kind of do something like that with you guys. Uh, but like I said, it could be news, could be something different. Um, could be a movie review, who knows? We'll see. It's a bit exciting. But, um, but yes, Doctor Who and Star Trek will alternate. The plan is Mondays, hopefully this Monday coming, if all does go to plan but until then thunder nerds i hope you're doing well uh wishing you an absolutely joyous 2024 hopefully everything you know um goes your way this year um go out there and attack it um make it your year as well um and switching to horizontal fly talk soon